is a Lotus Kenneth Anderson's podcast, and it's the 28th of June 2021. The time is 2010, and it is Monday. Now today we are once again visiting the book, and it is called Love for Imperfect Things, How to Accept Yourself in a World Striving for Perfection. And we have reached a point where it's called Lessons from Life's Low Point. So can we, if we have reached a low point in our lives, can we try as good as we can to lift lift ourselves up from this slump that we perhaps have entered? And also the question is, are we willing to do so? A lot of people will say, yes, of course we are, because <laughs> that would be stupid of us not to. But you could actually have gotten so used to it in your life that you do not want to get out of it. So being aware of the fact that we can enter into a low point in our lives, but we can also dwell on it too much. And that is going to not allow us to be aware of these wonderful things that lies ahead of us. Let's just see here. I can see that there's not a <clears throat> there's not a lot of there's only a couple of pages here left in this book. So let's just start here. Lessons from Life's Low Point Early last year, I was contacted by Sing Su Cho, a major league baseball player for the Texas Rangers. He had read my first book, The Things You Can See Only When You Slow Down, and wanted to meet me. Since then, we have formed a close bond, exchanging occasional messages and phone calls. If we had a game in New York, sometimes... I would go to cheer him on. In the first half of the year, his batting score wasn't as high as it had been, so he asked me how he might try to get out of his slum. I worried about him struggling alone in a foreign country like I did, as if he were my younger brother. He was under enormous pressure to help his team win games, and live up to the fans' expectations. When I told him what he might consider doing, he said he'd already tried everything he could think of, including my suggestions, but had been unable to find the exact cause of the slum. All of this was weighing heavily on him. Each of us will experience something similar in our lives, a situation in which something or nothing seems to improve despite our best effort. I'd recently have a similar experience myself related to my health. After suffering from a severe cold the previous winter, most of the symptoms had disappeared, but the pain in my throat still lingered. I gargled with salt water and took various medications prescribed by my doctor, including antibiotics, but nothing seemed to help. After several months of this, I even had a CT scan and acupuncture, but the pain still didn't go away, and no one could say exactly why. 
Many people who ask me questions via social media or after a public talk find themselves in similar similar circumstances. When your grades don't improve even though you study hard, when you would spend months putting all your efforts into your business but it doesn't take off, when you made efforts to improve your relationship at home and at work but nothing changes, when you've done everything the doctor recommended but your illness persists, at such times it's inevitable that we become frustrated and depressed. We may try going to church, temple, mosque or synagogue to pray for help and ask advice, but this doesn't result in the quick fix we were hoping for. When advice like just do your best and things will turn out out fine no longer brings us comfort, what should we do? First, we need to take a step back and get a broader perspective. There are times when the sea is rough and other times when it is smooth. There are days when the sun shines bright and days of torrential rain. Why do we consider good weather to be the norm that bad weather disrupts? Why should the sun always shine on us? The bumpy path you're on is a part of a longer road. We have to learn to take the root with the smooth and set both as equal parts of our lives. Sorry, take the rough with the smooth and see both as equal parts of our lives. When we take a broader view, the present slump can be seen as the as the tough of a sorry tough of a wave. Sorry, the trout of a wave which sinks down to gather the energy it needs in order to rise again. It's thanks to these low points that, when we are again riding the chest of the wave, we are able to humble rather than arrogant. Sorry, we are able to be humble rather than arrogant, and to have the wisdom not to get carried away. It is also important to make setbacks an opportunity for cultivating compassion. When our lives is progressing smoothly, it's easy to credit our efforts and talent. When we see someone who is not doing as well as we are in their work or in their relationship, we naturally assume it's at least partly their own fault. If their relationships aren't going well, we think it must be due to some flaw in their character. If they can't get a promotion, it's easy to think it must be because they don't work hard enough. But the world is like a great web, where everything is connected to everything else, no matter how far apart. So how can everything be due solely to one person's shortcomings? Isn't it possible that some problems can't be solved even with the greatest determination? That people's given situation or background makes some things inherently harder for them than for others. You, your will isn't enough to turn your circumstances round. Isn't it possible that other people's efforts were no less than yours, yet they too were unable to solve their problems? Trying to make your slum an opportunity to be more compassionate towards others who are also struggling. Finally, know that your 
continuous and accumulated effort will eventually help to turn your circumstances around. The pitcher, Shan Ho Park, the first Korean-born Major League Baseball player, once told me something that summed this up. Whether you are in a slum or riding high, whether fans are cheering or heckling, the only thing you can control is the ball you are about to throw. And though no single ball can do much on its own, taking together all the balls you throw are enough to bring about a big change. Your efforts, however small, are never in vain. Even the most vicious storm runs its course eventually. As long as you hold on and don't give up, you'll be able to see the sun come out again. Right now, in the middle of writing this essay, I hear that Sing Su Chung is a winning streak. Sorry, is on a winning streak. We can do it, all of us. In the quilt of life, praise and criticism, pleasure and pain, winning and losing, joy and sadness are woven together as one. Even when we endure criticism or experience loss, we should become mindful and accept it, with as much humility and grace as we can muster. Even though it seems like the night will go on forever, at a certain point the day starts getting longer. Even though it seems suffering will continue without end, at a certain point it will ease up, or we will learn to accept it. Meanwhile, we will learn a valuable lesson from that suffering. Nothing in this world lasts forever, not even our suffering. If life were free of adversary, we wouldn't have many opportunities to grow. It's in struggling to solve the challenges that life throws, us, throws at us that our talents are honored and our endurance built. Difficulties on the journey of life prompts us to re-examine our lives and think of those who are experiencing similar ones, and so they become a foundation for cultivating compassion. May the difficulties you are currently experiencing lead to wisdom and compassion. Even if someone I helped in the past or I expected greatness from causes me grave harm, may I consider him my greatest teacher. His Holiness the Dalai Lama, when seen up close, we all appear full of problems and inconsistencies. Our actions often contradict our words. Deepen on whom we are speaking to, we change our story or profess different values. We are nice to strangers, but not to our family. The first step to maturity is becoming aware through introspections of our own shortcomings. Spiritual maturity involves facing the most disagreeable parts of ourselves or yourself and acknowledging their existence. Once you accept the selfish, greedy and even violent side of yourself, you will be able to understand others and forgive their flaws. The more we mature, the more we see how much others have contributed to those successes we have called our own. When we realize how much we owe to others and express our deep and sincere gratitude, the next success will follow. 
the way to avoid becoming severe before others, servile before others who have power, fame or money, is to be happy with your life. The way to avoid becoming servile before others who have power, <coughs> fame or money is to be happy with your life. If there is nothing you need from those people, you can be confident and dignified with whomever you meet. When you want something from them, you become servile. The opposite of greed is not abstinence, but knowing how to be content. The voice that criticizes and berates me is much louder than the one that cheers me on. When times are tough, that cheering voice can get drowned out. But keep listening. After your critics have moved on to criticize someone else, you will start to hear those who have stayed behind steadily cheering you on. If there are nine good things and one bad thing in your our lives, we'll expend more energy focusing on the one bad thing than on all that good. This is a habit left over from primitive times when our ancestors needed to be constantly on the lookout for danger. If you discover yourself focusing on the bad, tell yourself it's not the prehistoric era anymore. Worry about bad things when they happen, not before. One of our deepest fears is that when we show ourselves as we are, we will get rejected. We find it hard to open the door of our hearts, even to our closest friends. Because we carry that burden alone, it, can help. it can't help but weigh us down. When someone opens the door to their heart and shows themselves as they are, do not judge them, warmly accept them, none of us is perfect. Unless there is a real emergency, backseat drivers ought to keep quiet. Everyone has their own way of driving. If you leave the driving to the driver and talk about something interesting until you reach your destination, everyone will be happy. People often think that their way of doing things is the right way. If they see something being done in a way that is not their own, they jump in to tell others they're doing it wrong. But other people's ways are not wrong, only unfamiliar to you. Try doing something in a way that is different from your way. A new world will open to you. When somebody annoys you, recognize that you feel annoyed because they didn't do something the way you wanted it done. They may have their own reasons for doing something their way, which you should not disregard and try to replace with your own. If you think about it from their perspective, you are the one causing the problem. We suffer as we put off the things we ought to finish today. Pick a, spe pick a specific time today. 
when you will do whatever you have been putting off, and when the time comes, don't make excuses, don't get distracted, just do it. If you're not sure whether to do something, ask yourself whether it will be whether it will weigh heavily on you if you don't do it. If it will, then best just do. Uh, then best just to do it. Otherwise, you will spend more time agonizing over excuses. If I come across a book I want to read, I just buy it. I don't have to read it right away. As long as it's there on my shelf, I will get to it at some point. Even, even if it's a doorstop of a novel or a complex work of philosophy, the time will come when I will be able to enjoy it. Abruptly asking a monk to give you a meditation lesson is like asking a comedian to make you laugh on the spot. Nevertheless, I should accept the request and have readily several short lessons for such occasions. When flowers wilt, when the sun sets, when a person's life ends, even in our deep sadness, we learn the wisdom to understand and accept life and learn the humility to forgive others and ourselves. I pray that my humble words can become a small flame of solace steadily burning in your heart. May it become a friendly smile in this harsh world and a warm hug to those in agony and pain. Although we are imperfect and live in an imperfect world, may we continue to love. Palms together. Hashim Sunim. And about the author, and yes, this was the final thing of this book. Nope. So, to summarize, can we also take some lessons from the bad things that we experience in our lives? Can we try as good as we can to learn from them? Because there's always going to be ups and downs in life. We're always going to experience good days and bad days, sunshine and rain, so to speak. So can we actually learn from these, the bad experiences that we perceive as bad experiences, as something that we can actually use in building up self-confidence? Perhaps you have worked hard on something that has not fell through and you feel very badly about it. Well, don't do, do that. Just think about the effort you have made and know that it has not been wasted because the competition of the world, the constant striving to be number one, and perhaps even if you have fans trying to please them, trying to do what they say, then you are actually trying to please other people and you end up displeasing yourself because you cannot please everyone. In the comment section for many YouTube videos uh, who have a lot of subscribers, it is always 
the negative comments that they usually try to focus on instead of uh, focusing on the positive ones. And that's something that I as a human being and you as a human being need to learn from. That perhaps we see the cup as half empty, not half full. We see all the negative things in our lives and not the positive ones. Perhaps we cannot see the wonders of our lives, the beauty of our lives, when we keep focusing on what makes us bad and miserable. So, so very importantly, so very importantly that we get to grips with the fact that many times we spend a lot of energy on focusing on the negative human emotions, what makes us feel bad. And yes, I know we have to accept these ups and downs, but are we truly learning from them? Are we truly meditating on them so that we can so that we can try as good as we can to learn our lessons from them. So if you are a student and you have tried as good as you can to make a, an effort into the excitement at hand and you turn in your assignment knowing that you have done your best, when you get a bad, bad grade, is it so that you think, well, I did my best and at least I tried? Or are you constantly <laughs> knocking yourself on the head and telling you bad things about yourself? Because the teacher can also have a bad day. The teacher can also misunderstand what you are trying to say in this assignment. He can actually, and that's true for many teachers, think that the assignment needs to be solved in a certain way. Otherwise, he's not going to applaud it. He's not going to get you a great, great, a high grade. But that does not mean that you have wasted something that you can, can't learn from. Because perhaps you can learn that doing the best you can isn't always enough. So you could say, well, why bother? Well, because it's like training your muscles. You can train your muscles into lifting a certain amount of weight. But you cannot go over your limit. Otherwise, you're going to hurt yourself. So being aware of this, and when you have done your, the best you can with the abilities that you have, you cannot really say that you have not 
done your best. You have done your best and failed at this assignment. And perhaps you are going to disappoint someone, disappoint your parents, disappoint yourself. But in this disappointment, you can know for sure that the disappointment is going to fade away eventually. So knowing that if you try as good as you can and you are not living up to other people's expectations, well, it's perhaps other people's expectations that perhaps are wrong. Perhaps they have been put up to such a high standard that not a lot of people can please them. Not a lot of people can, by doing their best, actually get a good grade from them. So you need to understand that we are all different human beings with different standards, with different way of looking at things. So grading us, I can grade you right now and say you get an A+, perfect. You are the best in the world. And you can go to a different person and that person will tell you that you are very bad and (laughs) you are very poorly prepared for this assignment and so forth and so on. So he can bring you down with his or her speech. But there's also people in between. People who are trying as good as they can to give you or provide you with um, what constant criticism, or no, what constructive criticism, yes. Criticism that you can actually use because it comes with an explanation. So perhaps the lesson you can learn is you can ask that teacher, how come I got this bad grade? I truly want to know what made you make that decision. Instead of just closing up and saying no, try to search for an explanation. And perhaps his explanation will broaden your horizon, will make it much more clearer why you got that grade you you did and not the one you wanted. And that is perhaps the lesson that you can learn in these circumstances and also in a lot of other circumstances. Try and see if you can find ways that you can learn from the pitfalls of life. Of course, it's not easy when you are standing in the middle of it, feeling sorry for yourself, feeling sad inside yourself. But know that it is going to pass. Just give it a little time, a couple of days, maybe even a week. But do not stop with your meditation practice. Keep on your meditation practice. Because when you do, these bad thoughts that you have 
that occurs in your meditation, it's much easier for you to work your way through them. Otherwise, if you just fall asleep, you are going to allow your subconscious mind to take over and perhaps even enlarge these bad thoughts in your mind, making you even more miserable. So very important that you know and are aware of the power of meditation and keeping on with meditation every day. So let's just summarize. And I changed the position here. <laughs> let's just summarize. Can we learn from our mistakes? Can we learn from the pitfalls of life? I believe we can. I believe that although that we are under a lot of pressure, every person on the planet is, from their government, of course, we can meditate our way through that. We can accept the fact that perhaps it's simply just a test for our obedience to our inner core, which is loving-kindness. And if we can see that the pressures from the government is not pulling us in a loving and caring and kind direction, then we have an opportunity to say no to it. Then we can see that perhaps in which the current situation is, is not going to be very pleasant for us if we do not say no to it. And I know that a lot of people deep down inside know this. They are aware of it, but they feel frustrated and alone. That's what the television had done to us. That's what the screen time, screen time has made us, made us sad and lonely and isolated from each other. The complete opposite of interconnectedness. We are all interconnected with each other through Jehovah God, the Almighty One. He is sending His Holy Spirit to us all. But because we are like a radio, we can tune into different kind of radio stations. And finding the right one, finding the one that broadcasts from Jehovah God, through his Holy Spirit is a little bit difficult because we have to say no to anything that can occupy our mind in a bad direction. And that's a lot. That's the garbage, from the garbage can I'm talking about, the violent video games, the violent movies, movies who portray people's bad behaviors as something that you can allow yourself to be entertained by the social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the rest of the crap, and also the lying media who constantly tells you what to fear and the solutions to your fears. These are things that you do not allow your mind to wander at because people with bad personality traits, 
people who are not in tune with the radio station that Jehovah God sends to us, it's not something that you can allow in your mind. So saying no to a lot of people, saying no to their personality trademarks, and saying no to the mass media and the constant bombardments of picture and sound that comes to us and perhaps are guiding us in a wrong direction, it's very important that we say no to that. Because when we say no to it, then we can open our eyes and ears to the deepest inner core of who we are, mainly loving-kindness and interconnectedness to each other through Jehovah God, the Almighty One, and His Holy Spirit. And His Holy Spirit is filled with everlasting love and kindness, mildness of heart, heart, and it can actually make us relax and stay content in our lives. Because knowing that Jehovah God is there for us when we pray to Him in the name of Jesus Christ, we get a certain amount of calmness over us. We're not lingering so much in all the negative things that we could linger on. We're actually molding our mind in a direction that He wants. So saying no to the garbage can is the first step, of course. Meditating on who you truly want to be as a human being is number one, or number two, so, sorry. Because that is where we get to feel joy and happiness in our lives. When we truly meditate and get in contact with our deepest inner core, And then by doing so, we get in contact with Jehovah God, the Almighty One. He is the creator of us. He created Earth and the universe. He created every human being on the planet from an egg and a sperm cell, which comes from an egg and a sperm cell, which comes from an egg and a sperm cell, and so forth and so on. That means that we come from something that you could place in the head of a top of a needle, but that you could also place that in the head of a top of a needle, that's our father and mother. But you could also place that in the head of a top of a needle, that's our grandfather and grandmother, and so forth and so on. So that is pretty intelligent made. Therefore, there has to be an intelligent creator behind it all. His name is Jehovah God, the Almighty One. He wants us to show love and kindness and compassion to each other, he wants us to purify our mind. Every bad negative human trademark and personality trait, he wants us to get rid of. He wants us to say no to. He wants us to fill our hearts and mind with loving words, kind words towards ourselves and towards others because He loves us very much. He loves us so much that He gave His one begotten Son, Jesus Christ, in order for us to be saved from this current situation. And what I mean by that is, 
every human being on the planet that has been ever been born is going to receive a resurrection, meaning that when you die, you do not really need to worry about that because it is just like when you go to sleep and you open your eyes. Now you are in the new world. Now you can see Jehovah God and his angels. And you can see that there is a book being opened. And in this book is who you are, who you were as a human being, right here, right now. So if you were a loving and caring and kind human being who constantly tried as good as they could to purify his mind or her mind, not lingering at this garbage from the garbage can, but truly trying to be a good human being, then that person is going to have a very easy time in the new world. But the, the truth is also, also from the opposite side. That if a very bad person gets resurrected, he or she is going to have a very difficult time in the new world. So why not already now work on our personality, work at striving for becoming human beings that are in favor of Jehovah God, are friends with Jehovah God. Why not make in the effort right here, right now? So filling your mind up with good personality trademarks, human beings that have been also searching for the same thing that you want in your personality, lingering or truly thinking very carefully about what they said in their books and in their talks, maybe even podcasts, will make you purify your mind even more. And when you purify your mind from bad thoughts and you only put in good, happy, fulfilling and uplifting thoughts in your mind, you have a much easier time when life is not giving you lemons. Or if it's giving you lemons, yeah, you know what I mean. So if you are a little bit down today, then you, if you have used a lot of time to meditate on being a loving and caring and kind human being, and searching for other people with the same personality traits or trademarks that you want for your personality, then you have some ballast. Then you have something to withstand the bad days that lies ahead. So focusing on the good days, remembering the good days that we have had, it's also very important. Can you, when you think about your past, uh, take up memories of beautiful relationships, beautiful experiences that you remember clearly 
and that you can, when you think about them, you can be filled with joy and happiness inside. Because that is what the positive experiences of life should be teaching you. To not dwell so much on all the negative that have happened in your life, but take to into consideration the vast positive things that have happened in your life. So try to meditate on a certain kind of feeling of joy and happiness that you have had in your past. Try to remember the colors. Try to remember the images, the smell, the sounds. Try to remember back into a place where you felt joy and happiness. And when you linger in this thought of or train of thought and truly meditate on it, then I will guarantee that maybe the cloud over your mind is slowly but surely disappearing. And when the sunshine enters your life again, enters your mind and enters your heart, then you can start every day with a smile on your face, knowing that you do not really know what this day is going to bring. None of us do. But if you keep a positive mind and keep lingering on other people's positive contributions to our lives, being there for others, showing true love and kindness to each other, listening carefully to what we have to say to each other, making other people feel as though as you are truly listening to them, 100% without distraction, that can actually make you feel even more interconnected with your fellow human beings. So knowing this, and of course, practicing it also, is very important. Getting it out there into the world, not just sitting on your ass and talking into a microphone and saying all these beautiful words, but truly trying as good as you can to also get them out into the real world. Living it truly as a loving and caring and kind human being that truly shows love and kindness to the people that you meet. Because you are going to meet a lot of different kind of personalities in your lives. You're going to meet good people and bad people. And in between, you are going to meet people with good personality traits, but these people have also maybe small amounts of bad personality traits. And you are also going to meet people with very bad personality traits, but perhaps they have a little bit of good in them, and also somewhere in between. And also you are in the same category. You are also in this in-between place. So know that you yourself 
need to work on yourself in order for you to attract the people that you want in your life. So start with looking in the mirror and seeing that person as a loving and caring and kind human being that wants other people to be happy and content with life. That is something that I would highly suggest you consider every day. Because I consider it every day. I try as good as I can to find the positive in other people that I meet. I try to, as good as I can, to be uplifting in my speech. I try as good as I can to think before I talk. And I would highly suggest you do the same. Because then you will realize that life is beautiful. Life is worth living to the fullest. Life is filled with joy, but also with pain. Life is filled with ups and downs. But learning from the downs is just as important as learning from the ups. And also the things in between. Because life is an experience, very strange indeed, we have been placed on this planet to multiply, to have sex with each other. And also, we have inherited this death from our ancestors, unfortunately. But knowing that we do not truly die when we or our bodies die, we are always in the memory of Jehovah God, the Almighty One, is going to allow our mind to dwell into the positive realm of our personalities, truly linger in the merciful Samaritan, being like the merciful Samaritan, being mild at heart, showing true compassion and kindness to our fellow human beings, feeling sorry for people who are less fortunate than we are and trying to alleviate their pain in any way is also part of being friends with Jehovah God. So a true friendship with Jehovah God persists of us being aware of the fact that we need to work on our personalities. We need to truly be aware of negative human trademarks that can affect us in a bad way, but also lingering and concentrating on the positive human trademarks, the personality traits that makes us beautiful to be around, makes us attractive to each other. That is what we need to focus on. So focus on the positive human personality trademarks, truly wanting them to be part of your personality is, the, is one of the most beautiful steps that you can take in your life. And once again, 
try to say no to all the background noise of the world that try to make you feel miserable, try to make you feel sad inside. So becoming aware of this and being very selective of what you put through your eyes and ears is very important. So that is the way you show love and compassion and kindness towards yourself by being very selective of what you put through your eyes and ears and also be very selective of your close friends. But you also need to love your enemies, as the Bible says, because it is by this great tribulation, you could call it, somewhat the most hardest thing that you can do is love your enemies because they are filled with bad personality traits, very bad personality traits, and you are going to have a difficult time loving these very bad personality traits that perhaps are even violence. But you need to look past these negative human trademarks, look behind and see the human being that have been hurt, that have been betrayed, that perhaps even have had some very traumatic things happening in his or her life in order for them to act in this unkind and unloving way. Then you can show that person loving kindness because that's the only way you are going to win. You cannot fight violent thoughts with violent thoughts because the end result is always going to be violence. You need to resolve them with beautiful thoughts and ideas. You need to take every thought captive, every bad personality trait captive, by showing it love and kindness and compassion. And I hope that this podcast has helped you to see some of the things that you need to change in your life in order for you to become truly happy and a true loving and caring and kind human being. And I also need to do the same thing, of course. I need to look deep inside myself, knowing that there are something that can pull me in the wrong direction but there are also something that can pull me in the right direction. And that is when I pray to Jehovah God, the Almighty One, to have the wisdom, the compassion and kindness and love for human beings that are around me, bad or good personality traits. Besides, of course. So knowing this, knowing that we can actually have a certain amount of happiness and joy in our life if we just allow it to enter our lives. We can tune in to the greatest radio station on the planet and he provides us with his Holy Spirit of loving kindness and compassion. 
And once we have felt this connection with the greatest creator of the universe, the one, the only Jehovah God, the Almighty One, then you know that he is infinite love and kindness, that it is there you find true love for your fellow human beings. So knowing this, you could call it a great secret, but it is really not. It is in the hands of every person on the planet to take his or her life into their own hands and decide for themselves what they want to put through their eyes and ears, if it's going to be uplifting or not. So let it be uplifting what you put through your eyes and ears. Let it be filled with joy and happiness, love and compassion and kindness, being there for other human beings, showing them truly that you are a compassionate and kind human being is going to help you attract other people with a similar mind than yours. Sorry, the same mind as yours. And then you will experience everlasting love and kindness because when you show love and kindness towards others, you are most certainly going to receive them from maybe 90 or 99% of people that you meet and the rest of the 1%, you can just clearly forget about them because they're not going to enrich your life in any way. Learn from them, forgive them and move on. Focus only on human with who have positive personality traits that are searching for loving kindness and compassion, that is searching for the same thing that you are and that Jehovah God is searching for. Because he is searching for people with good personality trademarks that he can bless with his Holy Spirit. So you have to take the first step. And when you do, I can guarantee you that you have found the narrow road that leads to everlasting life, love and kindness. So I hope this podcast was helpful for you. I hope that there were some thoughts that you could use in your own life. I hope that you feel joy and happiness in your life. I also hope that you can learn from the downfall and pitfalls of life and that you can have something to withstand these pitfalls so that you, when you get out of them and you have learned from them, you can become an even stronger person, even more capable of showing love and compassion and kindness, not only towards yourself, but also towards others. So this is Kenneth Anderson signing off. It is the 28th of June, 2021. The time is 21.05 and it's Monday. Bye.